0: started this job, I made it clear I was not going to try and fill Brooks Patterson's shoes. Instead, I was going to try to be the best version of me. And as many of you have heard me describe, I never hesitated to borrow some of his good ideas.
1: That's Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter delivering his first State of the County speech last night. Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always... I am glad you have joined us. A lot has happened in Oakland County and across our region since Coulter became the county's first Democratic executive. Oakland is now dominated by Democratic leadership. There are Dems controlling the county commission, the executive's office, the prosecutor's office, and the treasurer's office. County has decided to add protections based on sexual orientation and gender identity to its anti-discrimination law, and it's now at the forefront of efforts to expand regional transit in southeast Michigan. A 180-degree reversal, really, from the administration of Lake County Executive L. Brooks Patterson. And Coulter says he wants to significantly expand the physical and mental health services the county provides at its public health clinics in Southfield and Pontiac. Here to talk more about his first few months on the job and his plans for Oakland County is Dave Coulter, the Oakland County Executive. Dave, welcome back.
0: To Stephen, Detroit great today. to be
1: back with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the last time we talked on the show, you were just a few hours into the job and <laughs> we didn't have so much substance to get into. Uh, you were still
0: trying to figure out how everything worked. Uh, it was a little different now, right? Yeah, been on the job for six months, mm-hmm. uh, settled in a little bit, have a... a better perspective and vision about where we want to move forward. So yeah, a yeah. little different time. Now. It, it's been six months. Boy, it, it does yeah. not
1: seem quite that long. That, uh, that went by quite, pretty quickly. Uh, let's talk about uh, the things that you have seen in the last six months that have surprised or challenged you and things maybe you didn't expect to find in the job.
0: You know, um, we all know that Oakland County is is a very solid county. There's a lot that's really good about Oakland County, financially, economically, educationally. But you know, when you start to peel that onion back, there are gaps that exist, and that's what we started to see: gaps in healthcare, gaps in education, gaps in affordable housing, equity. Um, and so that's why we started to focus on these, not as a criticism of the foundation that's already there. I mean, you know, we have a three-year balanced budget and a A bond rating, and I am very happy to have it. But uh, I think when you have the kind of prosperity that we have in our county, you have an opportunity and really a responsibility to start looking at some of those gaps and figuring out how you can move the needle on those. Hmm. Uh, And
1: a lot of your speech last night focused on the opportunities, I think, that you see to try Mm -hmm. to address some of those gaps. But I'm also curious, before we talk specifically about those, whether you're getting any pushback in Oakland from the idea of talking about the lack of economic opportunity that exists for some people, the gaps that, that, that as you say, exist in, in some parts of the county. For a long time, folks in Oakland, I think, have, have tried to say these things either don't exist or we don't want to focus on them. And so I wonder if they are now sort of taken aback by an executive who says this is part of our responsibility.
0: You know, Stephen, surprisingly little, uh, to be honest with you. What I've heard is, even from folks who were, uh, you know, big Brooks supporters, is, you know, we love the way, you know, he ran the county and and kept our finances strong. But on some of these issues, it was time to to raise the awareness of some of these. You know, we're okay with you sort of, you know, uh, raising these issues and talking about them. So really on those kinds of issues, surprisingly little pushback. Hmm.
1: So your most recent initiative is to expand the services that are provided at the county's public health clinics. Talk about why that's needed and how you want to make that happen.
0: Yeah. And I don't remember if we talked about this six months ago, but I've been saying it for six months. I said, you know, I think we the health department does really well at the services that it provides, sort of the statutorily required public health services, immunizations and things like that. But We need to look at it more holistically. We need to look at the barriers to health care and the other things that that, uh, our residents need. And so when we started talking to the folks at Honor Community Health, which is the largest federally qualified health health center in Oakland County, uh, they said, hey, we we could partner with you and offer primary health care, behavioral and mental health care dental care for kids. They have a great dental van that kids can go to and get a checkups and that sort of thing. Uh, And then we started talking to Oakland Livingston Human Services Agency, which is the largest human services uh, provider in Oakland County. And they said, hey, if you'd let us, we'd come into your clinics and we could offer help with heating assistance or Head Start or insurance. And it it just came together that we could make these clinics one-stop shops so that you could get All those different wraparound services. And for a young parent or a mom who's trying to, you know, navigate a job and kids, not to have to, you know, not to have to go to a bunch of different appointments at a a bunch of different uh, places is really important. Yeah. Uh,
1: So how are you going to be able
0: to to do this? How are we going
1: to change these clinics in Southfield and Pontiac?
0: So the first thing we have to do is expand them physically. And so that's where the initial upfront cost most of it comes from is the capital to add these offices. Uh, and so there is an upfront uh, cost, and we'll, we're going to be very honest about that, and we're going to talk to the commission about that. But the great news is once this is fully operational um, through the FQHC and through Olson, the things that they provide, it won't require any additional taxpayer support from Oakland County taxpayers mm-hmm. uh, once we're up and operational. So I think that's, again, uh, you know, the theme of my speech was Oakland together, and mm-hmm. that's what I mean by that. We can work with our nonprofits, our FQHCs, and those sort of people, and and get this done for people.
1: So, uh, you also have added LGBTQ protections to the county's non-discrimination law. Uh, talk about the practical effect of that change.
0: Um, there, you know. The, the practical effect, if you're a LGBT person, is that you feel like you have some protections that weren't there before, and that mm-hmm. means a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can speak personally to that. That's a, that's a, that's very important. Um, but it's it also sends the message that if you want to come to Oakland County and participate and be a good citizen here and work hard, uh, we want you here, regardless of your race, color, creed, sexual orientation, gender identity. Any of those things are artificial in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the, the economy and the, and the society that we're trying to build in Oakland County.
1: So, so that protection exists in Oakland County. It doesn't yet exist at the state level. No. Talk about the difference. Is Oakland able to do this on its own and make sure that in Oakland County, things don't happen that perhaps, could happen in other parts of the state at this
0: well, point? Well, we can do some things, but yeah. it's limited. It yeah. would be better if the the state legislature or perhaps the voters, which I understand is underway, uh, amend the Elliott Larson uh, Act at the state level because then everybody would have a, a complete set of protections. Right now we can offer protections in our contracting with our own employees and that sort of thing. But we can't uh, we can't force non-discrimination policies on local communities that don't currently have them, for instance. So uh, the, the ultimate way to go would be to have the state amend Elliott To Larson. fix it at the state yeah, level. Yeah. yeah.
1: My guest is Dave Coulter. He is the Oakland County Executive. Delivered his first State of the County speech last night. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, <clears throat> give us a call. Tell us what questions you have for Dave Coulter, do you support the new commitment to expanding? regional transit in Southeast Michigan, for example, while leaving Macomb County out of the mix. That's something I'm going to ask Dave about in just a little bit. Uh, Also, would you pay more for transit services across the region? Why or why not? Give us a call and tell us what you think about expanding the health clinics that exist in uh, Oakland County, in Pontiac, and in Southfield. Tell us what you think about the LGBTQ protections that have been added to the county's anti-discrimination law. Uh, As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Um, let's talk a little about transit, uh, Dave. Oakland County mm-hmm. has gone from stonewalling transit proposals uh, to being one of the driving forces now behind this new commitment between Oakland, Wayne and and Washington. explain what this commitment means and explain what it means that Macomb
0: is not yet coming into the fold. Um, you know, I you know, I told Mark Hackle, as did the other regional leaders, look, when you're ready to do this and when you think that your county wants to participate fully, we'll be more than happy to have you participate. And if, if you if you're not there yet, if you think you're adequately served by the, the transit services that you have now, that's fine. We're gonna start to move in a different direction. The RTA didn't allow us to do that. So that's why we're going with this Municipal Partnership Act up in Lansing, because that's the vehicle that will allow us to do a three county plan instead of a four county plan. But it's not the plan. I got to be clear about that. We're still, we're still drafting and working on the plan, talking to people all over the county about what they would like to see in a plan like that, how much they would be willing to pay for it, that sort of thing. But the first step is to get the MPA passed in Lansing because we can't even present a plan to the voters until we do that. Until you do that, yeah. Uh,
1: is this, I mean, this departure from the RTA as the sort of, I, I guess, policy infrastructure for for transit does that damage the RTA which we've spent a long time trying to get going and spent a long time sort of politically and economically investing in uh, as the solution does this does this say well now we're going to do something else
0: entirely no I actually and i know this gets confusing but we would we could still use the RTA and probably still would as the organization that we contract with so the MPA allows the counties and the city of Detroit to form an agreement with the RTA. So the RTA is still going to be an integral part. It will be the entity that receives the federal funding, for instance. We couldn't receive federal transit funds through a municipal partnership act. So the the RTA will still have a vital role, as will SMART and DDOT and the Ann Arbor system as well. They're all going to have to be integrated into a system that works uh, cohesively. Hmm. And... Talk again about the relationships
1: here, because that has always been, I think, the biggest hurdle to -hmm. transit is the relationships between the leadership in in the counties. Obviously, voters get to decide in the end. But if you've got if we ever had all four, for instance, uh, leaders in the region uh, pushing for a solution, I I think it would I think it would pass. We Mm -hmm. still
0: we're still not there. Yeah, uh, we may not be there, but you know, as the new guy, I've tried to make it a point <laughs> to uh, be collaborative. I, you know, you may have heard I had the the big three over to. My house for dinner, just because so we could sit down and just break bread and not really get political, or we didn't have an agenda just to get to know each other. So, I've used that opportunity as the new guy to build that relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and frankly, out of that is where Mark expressed to us that this is probably not going to be the moment in time where Marcom is going to participate. And so, you know, that you know, I'd rather know that now so that we can start moving on in another direction. So, so, you know, we're going to continue to do that. The mayor of Detroit, if he's listening, he's promised to host to next dinner. And so we're going <laughs> to hold him to it. I've never been to the mansion. So I, oh, I, I told him that would be nice. Mansion's pretty nice. Uh, so we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to continue to keep those dialogues open. And, and
1: the dialogue specifically with Mark Hackle, you attended his state of the county mm-hmm. speech in Macomb in December, got ribbed a little bit uh, <laughs> as the new guy in the, in the big four. Uh, how's your relationship considering he is the the odd man out on on transit.
0: It's it's really good. He was at my speech last night, and I was uh, happy to have him there. And you know, I grew up in Macomb County. People don't always know that I grew up in St. Clair Shore, so I I get Macomb County, and Macomb County is not Oakland County. It's that there's a different mindset and, and around transit, there is a different op- of of opinion there. And so, you know, I respect Mark's opinion. He you know he reads the voters. He's done very well politically there. The voters of Macomb County like Mark Hackle a lot. He reads the tea leaves there. Uh, better than I can and so you know I, I don't I don't pretend to tell Mark Hackle uh, how he should run Macomb County along with his board.
1: Okay.
2: Uh,
0: again,
1: 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Call and tell us what you think about what's going on in Oakland County, what's on the boards, on the books for plans in the future there. Um, tell us what you think about the idea of Oakland County government sort of shifting the way it uh, addresses Some of the economic gaps that we see in the county, some of the uh, more needy parts of Oakland uh, may see a little more attention, I suppose, now that uh, Dave Coulter is the county executive. Uh, Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. You can go to Facebook or Twitter and comment, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Let's start with Aaron in Jefferson Chalmers. Aaron, welcome to the show.
2: Good morning, Stephen. Hey. I am so glad that there is an effort being made to move forward for a transit proposal without Macomb County. No, I I want everyone to have transit, but it seems like they're holding us back. And that people in Macomb County, if letters to the editor and comments are any way to judge, but they have an I got mine attitude. I have a car. I don't need transit. I'm so far out. It's never going to reach me. And I think that going forward without them, at least for the time being, is the way to go.
1: Uh, Aaron, I appreciate the the call and the perspective. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I agree that I think it's a good idea that Macomb is is left out. But I but I do wonder whether if we go ahead and do something that works, uh, whether that might put some pressure on Macomb. I mean, I've, I, I, I've said for a long time that transit wins are the things that we don't have a lot of, and that you know, winning is a little contagious, right? That uh, once you get uh, something
0: that works, uh, people may want to be more a part of it. That's my hope. You know, there's a lot of large employers in Oakland County. That's one of the groups I hear from a lot is the people who hire a lot of people and are trying to get their employees uh, to their place of employment. And, you know, I know that exists in Macomb now, and, and, you know, there may not be the Momentum Quite yet for that, but if we can do a successful system that they that they see the value of, and the voters of Macomb see the value of, uh, that would be great, and we would welcome him at any time to join the the collaboration. Yeah, uh,
1: this also connects to some of the other issues that you're talking about. I mean, in your speech last night, you mentioned the 15-hour. $15 an hour minimum wage, uh, economic opportunity and transit are, are sort of walking hand in hand uh, often. And um, if we can do better on one, we might do better on the other.
0: They really are. I mean, one of the things I said last night that was, you know, kind of an eye popping statistic for me, but 40% of the people that live in, I mean, that work in Oakland County don't live in Oakland County. They're commuting from another county. Many of them Wayne and Macomb, obviously. And so um, the burden on them by not having an efficient, um, reliable transit system um, is a hardship. And, And so that, so it's, then it became uh, less of a surprise to me how many employers in oakland county were bringing this up to me well now i get it because a lot of their employees uh, need ways to get there and, and have a difficult time doing so mm-hmm. uh, again thanks for the call and the comments
1: uh, aaron let's go to ed in detroit ed what's on your mind
2: yes uh, several years ago i was having dinner with friends who live in each of our neighboring counties and the parents the question of a millage for for regional transit came up and the parents are complaining about why do they need to pay a tax to support uh, public transit. Later, their children who have all grown up here and migrated to some to New York, some to Chicago, were telling me how how important public transit was for them to get around Chicago or New York and Mm -hmm. You know, they thought nothing of jumping on the the South Shore or the Metro train to go from their their outlying neighborhood to the Loop. And then the parents then talked about when they were younger and how they enjoyed taking the subway mm. in Paris on their honeymoon. Mm. And I, I said to them, "Look, you you don't have a problem with people in France paying taxes." To support public transit when you're over there amusing yourself, but you do have a problem doing it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that kind of... I mean, frankly, I consider it short-sighted idiocy, and I have another reason that that has more to do with the perennial American problem
1: Right? Uh, explain
2: away this reluctance. But That's
1: not today's conversation. Yeah, Ed, I I absolutely appreciate what you're saying, and I appreciate your your calling. I mean, history is one of the things that I think works a little against us. Uh, If you look at the way other cities where our children might go live, for instance, uh, have have grown up, uh, public transit was a part of their growing. It was a part of the reason that they are easy places or fun places to live. We just don't have that legacy here, Uh, and it's part of, I think, the conversation that we're trying to have is convincing people that this would be a better place, uh, uh, not only for people who live here, but for people who might come visit
0: uh, if we did a little better on that. On yeah, that front. It's one of the arguments I try to make for folks who are resistant or live in areas where they don't think it'll affect them. As I said, well, your children, your grandchildren are moving out of this region, uh, and wa- and so we're listening to the things that they want, and transit is on that list. There's a number of uh, regions in the country that have invested in transit uh, heavily over the last decade: Columbus, Denver, others, and. In the, in the regions that we've looked at, their population has increased 17% over the last decade. Wow. The metro Detroit area population has decreased 6%. We're There's a, we're losing our kids and we're not attracting young people to this region and the talent that our businesses need by having not just transit, but it, it's a piece of why they're not choosing to stay here.
1: Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you have announced that you don't hate this job so much <laughs> that you won't run for it <laughs> for full time. Um, talk about that decision
0: uh, to run for a full term mm-hmm. as county executive. You know, I, I really did have to think hard about it. Not very long because I didn't have a lot of time, but I, I thought hard about it because um, I wanted to see that I could make a difference, uh, that I was Decent at it that I could get the staff together that I needed to help me be successful. And what what kind of came together pretty quickly is an awesome staff. I, I I love the folks I'm working with, and the things that we get to work on. You know, it's not the celebrity part of the job that appeals to me, but it's being able to move the conversation on healthcare and education and transit and these things that that I've that I've advocated for and been passionate for in my entire uh, adult life. Uh, it motivated me to uh, try to stick around for four more years. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, you were the mayor of Ferndale before it's all, that's also an executive position, but I wonder what the, the differences uh, in in the two. Does it feel as though you have more control over over the things that you care the most about in this role?
0: Um, well, a bigger ability to to impact them. You know, it, it, they're similar roles, but Ferndale's twenty thousand people and Oakland County is one point two million sure. people, so it's, exponent- <laughs> <A little larger. laughs> it's exponentially bigger. The the good part of that is that the the staff and the resources that I have to work with are also larger. So we ha- we really do have an ability uh, when we focus and set goals and intentions to really, I think, make a measurable difference on some important issues. And so that's what I get excited about.
1: Okay, Dave Coulter, Oakland County Executive, great to have you here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Up next, we're going to talk with a transit advocate from Macomb County about his idea of Metro Detroit being left out of new efforts to bolster regional transit. He's got an interesting idea about the way forward. Stay with us on Detroit Today.